You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number 48. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Hey friends, welcome back. We're on episode 48, and today we're going to talk to you about how to connect with your kids and the importance of it. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting topic Mm -hmm. because, like, what is connection? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do we all need and want connections in our lives? We do. I think they're really important to to us, to our self-worth and our value. Yeah, it's it's a basic human need, right? And I Mm -hmm. love this from Brene Brown in her book, Daring Greatly. It says... Connection is why we are here. We are hardwired to connect with others. It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. And without it, there is suffering. Uh, I really like that. Like it blew my mind when I read that. And if you think about that, though, if you don't have somebody that you deeply are connected with, you do kind of suffer. You feel alone. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because we're every without fail, like I'll bet everybody a million dollars, you will go through something hard. Mm-hmm. Like it may not be today or tomorrow, but maybe next week, or maybe you've yeah. already been through something awful. And to or have you will many times, yeah, not just once. No, right? And Karen will double the bet, but uh-huh, it will happen uh-huh. more than once. And so, not having somebody to, and I know, so Karen and I have been friends for a long time now, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there have been many times I've been struggling with something, and I'm like, can I just talk to you? Mm-hmm. Can I just lay out my heart and have somebody like saying, I love you, even though I know you're struggling with this other person who you thought you were more connected with. So there should always be peace within every relationship, Mm -hmm. but there's not, there's not, (laughs) no. And it's really important to have somebody that you trust and that values you and your thoughts that you can, can go to and share these things with and not only hardships, but you know, your joys and your excitements and everything, everything that's happening in your life, just someone that values you. I'm glad you added that because there are times when you're excited about something, Mm -hmm. but you are reserved about telling people because you're like, I don't want to be boastful or bragging, but like to have a place to share the good and the bad. Yeah. The connection is interesting because if you think about it, it's all in your own head. Mm-hmm. Because how many people have to say, I love this celebrity? I'm actually not a big celebrity person. No, I'm not either. But like a church figure for me that mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I love this person. I would love to meet them. They would, We would just be best friends. And Right. Like, yeah. Like we have in our church, our prophet, President uh-huh. Nelson, and he's one of those people that I feel that way about that. I just love him. And every time he speaks, I'm excited to listen to him. And you almost feel like you know them because you, yeah. you hang on their every word. And and it's, you know, often that way with celebrities with people as well. But if you have someone like that, yeah, but you've never met them in real life, and uh, but you feel like you have. Right. And then you even may have like a connection with us as you mm-hmm. listen to us, as I've talked to different people. I right? loved one of the reviews yeah. on our, on iTunes that said the best friends I've yet to meet yeah. or something like that. And you it made me smile. Friends. I was like, oh, I love that. I love that you guys are feeling that way about us and feeling the connection to us and the conversations we're having together, but with you as well, because we're answering your thoughts and your questions. But, um, it, it just made me smile. Yeah, and it's happy. so cute. I love that. By the way, we love your reviews, so we keep do. them coming. Give us some more. <laughs> <laughs> they totally make our day. Um, so it's interesting that you have a connection with us, then you've never met us, right? Mm-hmm. I know some of you have met us, but like the, you're that nice review, you had never met us before. And maybe one day we will go out to lunch and be best friends. <laughs> but it's just, it's in our head, the way we love somebody and feel yeah. somebody. It's the way we think about them. Definitely. So why in the world... 
it, would it be important to have this connection with your child? Right. Right. I mean, obviously you, your kids need a place to feel safe as well. Just mm -hmm. like we do, we need people to connect with. So do they, and having that connection for them from an early age helps them grow up with a sense of trust and a sense of security in their lives. And that's really important for everybody to have. I think too, with that connection is that you are the person they'll go to with their questions. Yeah, definitely. So when, and I think I talked about this somewhere else, but um, when Karen's husband had us doing the sexual phrases, right? And like, if your kid just asked you the sexual phrase and you have to explain what mm -hmm, this means. Mm -hmm. So having a connection. So you are the one your kid comes to when they have questions when they about have hard questions. topics. Yeah. Not yeah. just about sex, but um, like, I don't think I'm worth anything. Mm -hmm. I saw pornography. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there are so many things. And so how great if you are the person that they're like, mom, I have a concern. Yeah. Mom, what does this word mean? I heard this word and you're like, oh, snap. Where did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> right. But you just want them to feel like you're a safe place. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's easier in our minds to connect with a small child. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, little kids always want to be there with you. They want to snuggle. They want to love on you all the time. You like to do that back to them because it's just, you know, they're so Almost sweet. like they're little puppies. Yeah, they're so special. Like, you just forgive them. Like, oh, you <laughs> broke that, but that was yesterday. You didn't mean to. I still love you. No, but little little ones are easier to find that connection with. And if it starts from a young age, and hopefully you can keep it as they grow older. Well, well. I think too, it's because you don't have the expectations of little children. Right. Mm -hmm. So Master George, right, is mm -hmm. he... Dumped, he last night he dumped out paper clips everywhere, got them everywhere, and I like I wasn't mad because I'm like, yeah, you're a two year old. But yeah. if my 18 year old would have done that, I would have been like, what's wrong with you? Like, why exactly. are you dumping out paper clips yeah. everywhere? I've, I've taught you better than that, right? You come with all these expectations, and so I know. Sorry, these are I need a squeaky chair. Chairs. Um, you'll probably hear it on the podcast. Sorry, so not only... if you're wondering what that squeak is, it's me moving. <laughs> I don't have mice. <laughs> but uh, with our teenagers, if we can keep that connection going from a small age, or if you're mm -hmm. just starting, like you can create a connection, mm -hmm. even if you haven't had one before. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I do think it's a little trickier with teenagers because teenagers don't want to share everything and they don't mm -hmm. want to unload all their thoughts and mm -hmm. concerns and worries all the time. Sometimes they just really like to keep it to themselves or stay in a, in a room behind a closed door more often than in the family room. Mm -hmm. And so it, it can be a more challenging thing with a teenager, but it's definitely still yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing with teenagers, like I said, with his expectations, because mm -hmm. it was interesting. I had actually coached a, a cute woman and she wasn't homeschooling, but she wanted to talk about her teen. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was really struggling and butting heads. And then she went on to tell me how she hates her teen's friends, hates her teen's clothes, hates like mm -hmm. what her teen, the way she speaks and her vocabulary and so anything her daughter said, she was jumping on it. Uh, and so there's, it's really hard to have a connection if you feel like your kid, if your kid feels like they can't even speak. Yeah, know? definitely. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, very starts in, um, we have a, if you're not a member of our faith, we have a magazine that we get monthly from our church called the Ensign. And there was a really cool article this month in it in what are we in March in March's, <laughs> um, Ensign that was, I'm trying to find it really quick. Um, 40 tips for parents from teens, like parenting oh. tips. And then it, they had it in reverse, 40 um, 
from parents. To, there was like from parents to teens and from teens to parents. There were 40 for each direction. And it was so cool. Well, I'll let you look that up while yeah, I go on to this it. next one. So a lot of times with the teens or even like as they get a little bit older, you're like, well, it would be easier to connect with them if they weren't so darn difficult. Mm-hmm. So difficult is an interesting phrase. And I think I've said this before, but I don't like the term for children because I was always called the difficult child. And uh, there was a lot more to the story than just being a difficult child, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're difficult because that's what you have told yourself over and over again, that they are difficult. And so then your mind is like, you're right. We should find how they are difficult. And so you have a child that you're like, they're so sweet. And then your mind is like, let me show you all the sweet things this child does. And then one day they may like refuse to put their shoes on to go somewhere. And you're like, oh, it's okay, my sweet girl. Like, I know you're just probably having a bad day. But if your difficult child did it, you're mm-hmm. like, there you go again. There's that difficult. kid, right? Yeah. Like you were sweet and helped your baby brother into mm-hmm. the car. But that was a fluke. My second daughter, um, when she was, it was right around age four, she kind of came into this phase of just, she was so hard. And the two of us were constantly butting heads over things. And, and I would struggle so hard and she would throw these colossal tantrums and I didn't know how to deal with them. I just, I'm not, I'm not a very emotional person. And so it was something that I just didn't know how to mm-hmm. handle. And she, my first child didn't do that. Yeah. So it was learning something new for me. And my husband would come home and she'd be in her bedroom screaming her guts out. I'm like, I don't know. She's in there again. <laughs> and he'd go in and within two minutes, he had her calm down and laughing. And I was so grateful that he knew how to figure that out and connect. And, and I learned and I, my next daughter is pretty similar. <laughs> I think it's a girl thing. Um, that I have learned since how to deal with it and how to connect. But I remember going through a period with her where I really felt like I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't love her, but it was, it was that I just, I just didn't know how to connect. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me. And I would watch my husband and her connect really easily. And so sometimes there's going to be a child that you may not connect with very easily. And I don't think that you should feel guilt over that. And you shouldn't feel like you're a bad parent because of that. It's differences in personalities that you might not understand each other. And and so sometimes you have to learn how to connect with a child. I'm glad you said that part because it just, not everything always comes naturally. No, no, it really doesn't. But don't feel like you're a bad mom or dad, whoever's listening. Mostly it's our moms, but don't feel like you're a bad parent if you're struggling to connect with one of your children in a deep like way. I haven't learned how to yet. Yeah. And this daughter, we since have, and I yeah. have a very great connection now. And she's a sweetheart. And not that she wasn't, but I just have learned how to handle her emotions when I didn't before. And it's taught me how to be a better parent with, you know, children that have come since her and to learn how to deal with those things that are trickier. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. You found yeah, your... so I found it and it was actually in the February one. That's why I wasn't finding it before, but it's dear mom and dad, 40 parenting tips from teens. And I love how it's, you know, it's from the teen perspective. And this was written by a man who was a seminary teacher for 20 years teaching teenagers. Um, we have in our in our faith, we have a, a seminary class for teens. That's their four years of high school where they're learning about the gospel from a teacher during their high school years, yeah. which is really cool for them. So seminary is a little different term for us than it might be for some other faiths. Um, but it goes through different categories of communication and trust and learning and living the gospel, family unity, life skills and health and lifestyle. And they're just some really cool questions that my kids and I have actually been going through them and discussing them recently. And it's been really fun for us to, you know, to talk about these things. Like for instance, here's a couple of 
the I was communication. Gonna say, I just saw one. Trust us. Trust us. If we lose your trust, make us earn it back. I know that one's huge. For, it is. It's so good. Uh, one though. of my kids, they want to feel trusted. Yeah. And so we have to. We do. We have to say a prayer and have faith that. And then I like this one okay. too. Don't always say because I said so. Explain your decisions to us if you can. And I think that these are just important things for kids. Like it's it's coming from them. So it's you know, their perspective on how we're parenting and what we're doing wrong, maybe, or right. Yeah. Um, admit when you're wrong, admit your mess ups and don't be mad at us. Recognize our desire to change, you know, things like that, that are just really important. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes. If you yeah, guys that's want to awesome. I it. like that. And then it, it goes the other direction as well from teens for teens from parents. So you can see both sides and similar topics as well. But they're really great. That's awesome. So now let's bring this into homeschool. Yeah. Because we still are a homeschool <laughs> podcast. I think all of this is homeschool. It really is. Because if you have children, you homeschool them. Just sometimes they go to a public school, if, right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. think personally that homeschooling allows, it makes it easier to have a deeper connection with your kids. Because right. think of the quantity of time you're spending together. I look at um, my relationship with my teenager and I hear other moms complaining about their teenagers, how... They just can't seem to find a way to connect or to talk. And, and I don't, I have not had that problem. I'm on number two already. And we have not yet had that problem. I'm on number five and it's like, it's going okay. It's going fantastic. And so I kept waiting for this awful time to happen. I've been kind of afraid of teenage years and so far it's proven wrong. It's amazing. (laughs) And I'm like, what people are nuts. Like I love my my teenagers are really cool and I love our connection. And so I really think that this offers more, more connection. Well, I like this though, that you were saying when you struggled with your daughter, right? Mm -hmm. You now have a platform with homeschooling to find out how to connect with Mm -hmm. her. So you're with them day in and day out with homeschooling. You really get to know their personalities. Mm -hmm. And like one of mine, when we did minute with mom and there's an episode on that, so you can go back and listen to that if you'd like, but with minute with mom, he didn't want to sit by me. Oh, he wanted to sit on his own chair. Okay. And it was funny because like, I'm a touch person. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? You don't want to cuddle with me? But I allowed him to sit on his own space. Mm-hmm. And slowly through the years, not months, but years, he now Aww. is like on top of me, <laughs> like under the blanket with me, scoot over. Oh, that's cute. But he needed to feel mm-hmm. very safe and very connected. And then yeah. he was like. Okay. And I love that you respected that and gave him his space too. Yeah. Don't force it on him. Even though you kind of want to. (laughs) I know. Sometimes you do. I have to make my teenager hug me. He's not much of a touchy person. So I'm like, give me a hug, buddy. Because, you know, 15-year-old boys may not as much like to hug their moms. Well, depends on the boy. Because with my husband traveling, a lot of them have been in my bed at night. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So... This this time you have together, which ends up being a lot of time together, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna have more opportunities to have deep discussions with them um, than you would if they were gone all day, and they're gonna find they're gonna trust you more because you're there and you're listening and you're talking and you're answering their questions and they're gonna know that you're a trustworthy person that they can come to with their questions, their worries, yeah. anything. Well, I think any if you can build a deep connection with a child, you can teach them anything. Mm-hmm. Because I think of, I have a grandpa who's 93 now or 94. Mm-hmm. I love this man. 
He is fantastic. And if he asked me to do anything, I'd be like, sure, Grandpa, I'll figure out how to do it, right? Because of this connection I have with him. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love him so much. And so if you think about that, if your children are feeling that with you, and then it's like, hey, we need to do school. Mm -hmm. So it's not this huge, like, I don't want to do school, and I hate school, and it's the worst. It's like, oh, yeah, I hear you, and I love you, and Mm -hmm. I understand why we're doing this. and, And so there's so much it just gets rid of so many obstacles with school when you have this deep connection. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we've talked about that too. If you are just, so let's say your kids are sixth grade and you've decided to take them out of school now. Mm -hmm. And that's why we talk about some of those first months of homeschooling, the de-schooling de-schooling, and just work on connecting Mm -hmm. with your kid. Mm -hmm. Right. If just like, let's read together, let's go yeah. explore nature together. Yeah. Let's, let's, what let's do you discover like? your passions? Cause maybe they haven't yet. Yeah. I think you have more opportunity to do that when you're homeschooling than you do in a public school setting. Yeah. So this month in mama's members, uh, if you go to coachmegthomas.com, you can see that's my membership where I'm just helping homeschool moms. Um, I guess dads, you're welcome to join too, but mostly it's just moms, <laughs> but, uh, I'm teaching you how to really connect on this deeper level with your kids. And I love some, one of my clients called me the teenage whisperer. Oh, that's right. Cool. And I like I in our that. co-op, as I'm always teaching the mm-hmm. teen classes mm-hmm. and I just have a soft spot in my heart for teens. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like my own teenage years were really rocky and I did have some people who were very tender and patient with mm-hmm. me. And so I understand when a child is acting out is that they really just want to feel loved. Yeah. And so I think a part of your own ex- life experiences is I can see through the the facade of like, I'm so mad and angry at you. And I'm like, no, you're not. I'm fantastic. So if you have a teenager that isn't a dream like yeah. ours are. <laughs> hey, I have worked my butt off. I know. She day. has. We both but, have. We, we have worked hard to raise these kids this way. But yeah. if you have one that isn't that way, don't feel discouraged and don't feel like you're failing. She has, she's got some amazing tips on coaching you through these things. So if you, if you're struggling, you have questions, you want your teenagers to connect and they're not give her a call, let her get on a call with you and she can coach you through some of those things. And she does her first calls are free, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was even thinking about it, like whether you are first time homeschooling mom, homeschooling mom, like for several years, how great to have myself as a resource because I still have the first hundred people for a hundred dollars to join. Mm-hmm. So for a hundred bucks to always have me available. Yeah. And so I think any resource, like if I had a, a health coach and just being like, yes, like if I have a question pop up, like, ah, I don't get what to do here, you know? So mm-hmm. that's totally yeah. a side note, but come in and join. It's tons of fun. Definitely a good, a good place to learn and grow. Yeah. Saves you a lot. of somebody goes, you saved me so much money because I didn't buy all this frivolous curriculum. And I oh, was like, I know great. I'm actually worth a ton of money. <laughs> but <laughs> I I, my, my big goal is actually to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And so my prices are just to cover like a lot of those basics. Yeah. So what are some ways that you connect with your kids? What are some things you do to build that connection? Yeah. So some things that I personally do, I think is just allowing them to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And to say that I am 100% perfect at this would be a lie Mm -hmm. because sometimes my kids wear an outfit that I'm like, oh, okay, like that's an interesting choice. (laughs) Like, 
No, not my favorite. There's always going to be things that we're doing wrong, all of us as parents. And so none of us is a perfect parent. Yeah. But I and just, none of our kids are perfect either. We may praise them up and down, but they, they all have their flaws. Yeah, and They definitely. all have their struggles. And, and so just know that that's a normal thing. Yeah. Hopefully you know that by now <laughs> as a parent and as a person in general. But some things that I, I love just giving them some one-on-one time, like you do your minute with mom mm-hmm. and, and my kids and I will often, you know, sit in a corner and, and discuss something or read something together one-on-one, um, take them out alone from oh, time yeah, to time out of the house where we'll just have like mom dates or dad dates that we do with our kids. And I think that those kinds of things are really important for them to just feel loved yeah. and get away from everybody else and have their alone time with a parent. So what's interesting is the more I coach on this topic, people are like, tell me how to fix my child (laughs) or like, I don't like the way my kid is. How do I change them? Mm -hmm. And it's not actually what I coach on. Yeah. I help you change so that, right? Like you're in a cycle usually Yeah. that maybe there's yelling and then they misbehave. So you yell, then they misbehave. Mm -hmm. Right. And all I'm doing is helping you to get out of that habit loop mm-hmm. and, or that, right. That little bad habit and just creating a new habit to get you on the trajectory of where you want. Yeah. So yeah, kind of good. with that first one is to decide what do you want your relationship to be? Mm-hmm. Cause like, maybe you're like, you know what, you're already 16 years old. I'm just going to grin and bear it. I don't really care. Then like, by all means, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> like it's, you know what I mean? But yeah, like you definitely. may really feel that way yeah. and that's fine. There's, maybe no there's nothing there. to change. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, I actually would love to be able to go. My kids are getting older. I want to travel with them. I think that would be really fun, but we don't like each other. So how do I get to the spot where we like each other and we could do these fun things? So I think the biggest one, um, one of the biggest ones is letting go of the negativity. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. I've just kind of, so you're not showing up in the space of like judging them. Uh, listen to our episode on No Yell November. Yes. It's not November anymore, but it's all still very important and valuable information, but it helps. She has some awesome tips of how to not yell at your kids. And it's it's really good information. It's if you're just, struggling there, that's a Yeah, good and I think like, um, and you're not a horrible human if you've ever yelled. <laughs> I actually don't have any judgment for you, right? Like coaching is a safe space. Mm-hmm. And so there's no judgment. It's just, if you want something better, here's a way to get it, mm-hmm. right? And so well, that's what I kind of help with is kind of coaching to get past that negativity and past that yelling um, to create this new cycle. And I, it's in the book, Real Love and Parenting. And I think, we've, have we mentioned this before? I think we have, yeah. Where he talks about if we were sitting down and eating and the last one minute of our conversation, I chase you around and screaming and yelling. Mm-hmm. It would be very hard for Karen to want to continue to hang out with me and be with me if she's like, what version of Meg am I going to (laughs) get? Yeah, that's true. Right? And so think of like our kids, if you want them to feel safe with you, are you safe to be with? Mm -hmm. Are you like flying off the handle? Um, And one of the things on there, I like, I really like that 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 thing you brought up was apologizing when you make a mistake or admitting when you're wrong. So let's say you do have a bad day. You had a really bad night. You got horrible news. So you're feeling extra emotional. And then your kid just trumped mud through the house and you do not show up as your best self. I threw paper clips all over the house. (laughs) I didn't get mad, but yes. (laughs) She doesn't get mad. I get frustrated, but yeah, I'm not a yeller anymore. But I was just so you know, like it's, I'm like an AA for yellers. Um, (laughs) Well, I, sorry, I lost my train sorry. of thought. No, you're okay. I don't remember what I was saying. 
Oh, <laughs> don't ask me. What if they oh, feeling jump safe. mud through the oh, house yes. and aren't feeling safe? And you yes. yell. Yes. And so then afterwards, when it's all over and done with, being able to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then what the hardest part moms have with is apologizing to themselves. Oh, and just yeah. so what, like there a lot of times because you do love your kids, even if you're struggling with them, you're like, mm-hmm. I still love them. Mm-hmm. So if I yell at Karen and just be like, Karen, I did not show up as my best self. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I love you. I want to keep our friendship there. Like I'm going to continue to work on this mm-hmm. to not yell at you anymore. And, and I've then, been trying to yeah. do that a lot with my kids because I, I do still yell from time to time. I'm not a huge yeller, but it happens. And I always feel a lot of guilt when I do because mm-hmm. I don't want to treat them that way. And and I think it means a lot to them to hear that from me. And they actually are really okay with it most of the time. They're like, I know, Mom, it's okay. And well, to see that you're trying. I am right? trying. Like, I'm trying my best. And they yell from time to time, too. And so I think there's that mutual understanding of sorry that we reacted this way and we'll try to be better next time. So it's huge because mm-hmm. it's creating this family culture of saying that we aren't perfect. Yeah. Like pin- the Instagram worthy pictures are not real life. Mm-mm. Right. Of Maybe for a second. Yeah. But usually it's <laughs> booger noses and dirty fingernails. And you scraped off the table first to make the picture. Pretty. Yeah. And like everybody smile for just one freaking second. Like, <laughs> let me get this stupid picture, you know? And so, but to let them know that they're humans too, and that you're going to be understanding with their mistakes, just like they're going to be understanding with your mistakes. Yeah, definitely. So head over to coachmechthomas.com. Come sign up right there on the homepage. You can sign up for Mama's members. You can get access to awesome, awesome tips of really how to overcome the negativity, the yelling, and really to dive in to start really creating that amazing connection with your kids. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calltohome.com. Thank you.